Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Man Explain Podcast, the podcast where two men explain things to each other. I'm your host, Clay Wires, and with me is my other host, Adam Bonello. Clay, here we are again, episode 21. Episode 21, what's up, Adam? Uh, not much, not much. Got the uh, acoustic showcase this Friday. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, it's definitely been a lot. Uh, but really excited. We have, uh, you know, great lineup and we're actually giving all the proceeds to a nonprofit in Akron that, that goes to benefiting the homeless. Nice. Nice. Do you want to, do you want to plug that? Like what time and who's there? Uh, yeah. Do you it'll be at <clears throat> February 8th. We are reviving the legendary house venue, Oakdale house for Ooh. The Alternative Attic Acoustic Showcase, where there will be Curtains, Dream State, The Church of Starry Wisdom, Hayden Gilbert, Abby Ruggles, and Alomar. Be there for the vegan potluck, and be feel free to bring your own meals. Nice. Uh, this, this show is brought to you by The Alternative Attic. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. Awesome, yeah. Well, you know, it's been a there was a big thing that happened this weekend, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Pretty uh pretty okay. It wasn't that great. It was No, you're a big sports boring. head, but you were a little bored. I watched it. I watched yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Could have been better. So, Someone... you know, I've been watching like a lot of basketball. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? Now that uh football's over, uh I'm actually I'm getting into basketball. I've actually I just figured out Monday yesterday that uh, LeBron James is no longer with the Cleveland Cavaliers. That was a big <laughs> shock. Um, so you know I'm getting there. We're working our way through. Right now I'm at about yeah. uh, mid October in basketball news, and I'm working my way to present day. So we'll see. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, the, did you have any? Uh, what was your favorite Super Bowl commercial? You have any like, favorites? Any stood out? Any you were just Clay, like, man? Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, the uh, the flaming hot Doritos commercial. Now I don't. I, I I was only half paying attention for the first half of the game because I was cooking. So what? What oh, was? Uh, describe it to me. It was Chance the Rapper on oh, like this yeah. runway. And he did the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. That one was pretty wild. I like the uh, the Bud Light commercials, the so the the corn syrup one was very funny to me because there was like a Twitter account, like the Nash the Twitter account for like the National Corn Association or something was like they quote tweeted Bud Light when they tweeted out that ad and they're like we are very disappointed in Bud Light for shaming <laughs> corn syrup. There's nothing wrong with corn syrup, basically. And then that same account also retweeted a guy um, who was just some like big, big white guy in the Midwest who was just pouring out his Bud Lights into the sink, talking about how Bud Light has turned his back on corn farmers and corn farmers aren't aren't going to support him anymore. And if you want to see those tweets, I think you just look up, I think it's National Corn, at National Corn. Could be wrong on that, but it was very funny to me. And then the other ad they had uh, where it was half Bud Light ad, half Game of Thrones. Do you remember that one? 
or at the jousting tournament. I do remember the with the Bud Knight tournament. and then yeah. the mountain, <laughs> and uh, that actually that one actually really upset me because they killed the Bud Knight. The Bud Knight, rest in peace, 20, 2017 to twenty nineteen. I didn't realize how much I cared for the Bud Knight and how big of a corporate icon he had become. Uh, but you know, rest in peace. It's it's in peace. It affected me more than it probably should have. So, yeah. That was that was those are my two biggest takeaways from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, should we get into our first topic, Adam? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And our first topic is where we ask each other five true or false questions, and whoever gets the most right gets to pick who goes first with our next segment, the man, man topic. Talk. Official boy of the stream. So, so, Adam, uh, would you like to go first and ask me? Yeah, I'll go first this time. Okay. All right, Clay. True or false? Mark Twain invented the elastic waistband. True. False. Uh, but he did invent uh, the uh, bra strap clasp. Ah. Yeah. That had to do with. Uh, he loved. He liked wearing bras. Yeah, you. Got not really good at. Not that. many people know that, but uh, he loved to wear bras. All right. The blue whale, the world's largest animal, has teeth twelve inches long. True or false? True. False. The blue whale is toothless. It has uh, bristles which capture and filter its food. Those bristles. No teeth. Those don't count as teeth. Those are not teeth, and they are not twelve inches long. All right. Well, we're not off to a great start here. Ozone is good in the upper atmosphere, but bad in the lower atmosphere. True or false? True. Yeah, you had to get that one right because you taught me all about hurricanes. Yeah. Had to make sure. Had to make sure that, you know, you weren't slipping. Yeah. Had to make sure. All right, Clay, the APGAR score measures body fat. True or false? The APGAR score measures body fat. False. You are right. It's not. Yes. Uh, it's for appearance, pulse, grimace, activity, and respiration. And that's what? That's what it stands for. And it's uh, it's made it's like to keep track of newborns. Oh, okay. I guess that makes uh, sense. And an obsession with the actress Jodie Foster led to the shooting of President Ronald Reagan in 1981. True or false? Uh, true. Yeah, that actually yeah, is true. Yeah, because he was just a crazy. Yeah, it was a crazy guy. Yeah, and he was obsessed with fostering a role in Taxi Driver. Dang. So why did he shoot the president? So that Jody would know who him, know his name. You know, I guess trying to gain relevance, trying to get that clout. Yeah. You know, yeah, just be like, hey, game. what's up? <laughs> Hit her up. Hey. All these clout shots, Yeah. I just killed. The- President. I just shot. Yeah, I just shot the president. Clout sharks, man, you gotta watch out. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, hey, that's three for two, or three and two, better than I thought I would do. Yeah, not bad. 
So, uh, <clears throat> here we go. Question one for you, Adam. True or false? A core element of the Greek god Dionysus's origin story is that he was born from Zeus's thigh. False. That is true. His thigh? His thigh. So there's a couple different versions. One is um, like Dionysus. So Zeus was like a big hoe. All these yep. are, are themed around uh, ancient Greece. Uh, Zeus was a big hoe. He slept around. He slept with a one woman who got pregnant with Dionysus. And uh, his wife, uh, Hera, was so upset about it that she like killed the woman or something. But Dionysus was like still alive. So Zeus, to save him, uh, took his, his fetus or something and... Uh, sewed it into his thigh and it has to do with like because there's a huge vein on your inner thigh with like a lot of blood that goes through there like if you cut that vein you'll die very quickly because you'll lose blood very quickly something like that I don't know man it's Greek mythology these are going to get weirder so anyway basically that's gotcha there you go, there you go. Gotcha. question two in Greek mythology a satyr is a male nature spirit with ears and a tail resembling those of a horse. I, I, inf I did weird inflections on that. Let me start over. In Greek mythology, a satyr is a male nature spirit with ears and a tail resembling those of a horse, as well as a permanent, exaggerated erection. True or false? I'm going to say true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> now, what if you had said true? And I'm like, no, Adam, that's nasty. That's false. I would have been, like, been like, who oh, asked that question yeah. and it not be true? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. One and one. Question three. True or false? Chiron was, or Chiron. Let me Chiron was a very powerful centaur that was slain by Jason of the Argonauts. True or false? True. False. Oh. He was a very powerful uh, centaur, but he trained Jason of the Argonauts. They were best friends. Or they're very good friends. Dag. Yeah, so. One and two. Uh, question four. True or false? Uh, the Nazis invented the tradition of the Olympic torch relay for the 1936 Berlin Olympics. True or false? see them doing that is that a true yeah it's a true that is true isn't that weird we still yeah. do that today and it was like Maybe you know the Nazis, the Nazis they did uh they did that and they did they popularized the uh Olympic rings the five rings it was created like 20 years beforehand but they were like hey check this out see how cool this is and everyone was like yeah you guys are cool so there's this flag um, or something like that. I don't know. I wasn't there. Anyway, you got that one right. Probably exactly how it went. Probably exactly, yes. All right, two and two. Question five, true or false? Adam Bonomo. In ancient Athens, 30% of the population at all times were slaves. True. False. 40 to 80% were slaves <clears throat> the entire time in ancient Athens, which is a lot. Uh, that's and, uh, a lot of, not that yeah, great. That's a vast majority. You know, 
80%. The cool thing about like, uh, I was thinking about this like an hour ago. Um, you know, when you think, I was thinking about George Washington and how he's the greatest Patriot ever, not Tom Brady. And, uh, you know, the difference between me and George Washington is that, uh, George Washington had slaves and I do not. So therefore I think I've got a bit of the moral high ground there. Yeah. So, you know, better George Washington. I think I'm a better, I'm a better person for that. Thank you for all that you've done for our country. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, you know, I won. You did. Not to gloat, not to showboat, but you know, here we are. Uh, that's close. Uh, and you know what? I kind of want to go first. Okay. Which doesn't normally happen, so uh, at least for me, I don't know if I've ever elected to go first. Maybe once. Yeah, I think you might have once. I'm not sure. I don't remember. All right. Yeah. So uh, my original topic here uh, was all the info you need for the big game this weekend, the Super Bowl. Sorry. But unfortunately, uh, we couldn't record last week because uh, Adam got stuck at the toilet store. Yeah, I was stuck. I wasn't at the available. Toilet store buying toilets yeah they had to get the jaws of life i don't know yeah it got stuck in the toilet at the toilet store i was like man this is the one place i didn't think this was gonna happen yeah he forgot to put the seat down and yeah Yeah. just yeah second wow the new technology (laughs) all right so uh my new topic is uh a sporting event that i think was more exciting than the super bowl that's been going on recently and in, in fact you might call it an e-sport event if you're hip and up to date i want to talk to you adam about the uh race for world first in the new world of warcraft raid mythic battle of dalla dazzalore dazzalore d-a-z-a-l apostrophe a l o r yeah the well the name of it's not important so basically uh i was trying to explain to it to my jock co-workers today about you know i've been watching this uh for like the past week and it's been like pretty like cool to see and they were like i have no idea like i have no idea what you're talking about so i want to explain to you and our viewers and hopefully you'll be like yeah, you know, Clay, that is a little cool, you know. So, uh, Adam, you know what World of Warcraft is? I'm familiar. All right, so it's a it's an MMO. Uh, one of the biggest parts of the game is uh, you do dungeons and raids. So a dungeon is like five people. You have uh, a tank who takes damage, a healer who heals damage, and then three DPS who deal damage to kill the monsters and stuff. Then you have raids, which are like. Uh, anywhere from 10 to 30 people and uh you all work together use teamwork to kill big big bad guys and stuff so uh the hardest mode these days are tuned for 20 players um and uh it's been a there's always been like guilds which are like clans or like uh groups organizations whatever of, of people who race to try to get world first whenever a new raid comes out right you, you still with me here i'm with you okay um so you know people have been doing 
racing for the world first uh, for since the game has like started. So two guilds I want to talk about today are Method, a European guild, which I'm personally a fan of, and then there's Limit, which is a U.S. based guild. Uh, and I know Method currently has like 11 world first titles out of like there's like almost 30 world first end bosses like title like titles out there and then i don't know how many limit has but they're usually like pretty good um so uh method streamed the last raid that came out in september um which was like a very it was like the first thing or first time that it happened because people usually don't want to like share their progress usually you only see like oh you know like hey they killed the last boss so it was like I watched a little bit. It was pretty cool. It took like uh, I think it took like almost two weeks or something, and uh, it was it kept like World of Warcraft very high on Twitch throughout like the whole time. Um, but they didn't share like their voice comms, what they were talking about during fights to like you know not show their whole hand. Uh, and I think Method they got world first by like a few hours, and it took them 285 tries to kill the last boss of that raid. Which is like, I don't, Adam, I can't think of anything I've tried and failed 285 times at. I can't even think of something I've tried and failed like 100 times at. So, um, crazy, crazy stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there, I don't know about 285, like you said. Uh, That's a lot. There's definitely been some levels on games where I do it a lot. Blinded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know. Yeah, so uh, this raid, the the one that came out last Tuesday with its hardest difficulty, the Battle of Dezal Alor, um, came out Tuesday for North America, and then 16 hours later for Europe because of how the patch cycle and the reset cycle stuff goes. So Limit, uh, the U.S. guild, uh, had a huge head start because of that, and they killed six out of the nine total new bosses in the first day and then they killed two more the day after. Um, because of the 16-hour difference, Method didn't start killing any of the bosses until day two uh, for Limit. And they got stuck on the 7th and 8th bosses for another whole day. Um, so Limit had like a full 24-hour lead on the last boss, a wizard lady named uh, Jaina. Uh, which can be like pretty big, you know, like no one knows how long it's going to take to kill the boss if it's possible. Uh, and all this stuff. So, um, Method was streaming this raid like they were the last raid, and uh, but this time they had like commentators. They were at like the Red Bull Gaming Sphere. They had a bunch of sponsors, and it was like pretty cool. Um, Limit was not streaming, uh, but they said they're gonna stream the next one. But that put Method at like a big disadvantage because like you don't know what's working for, you know your number one opponent you don't know like they know what you're doing basically um you have to like stream you have to be like you know streaming professionally all this stuff um there's there's like the 16 hour difference um and you know so i pretty much i've been watching the stream like in the background at home and at work like since last tuesday and uh since they got to like the last boss they were just like running it over and over again, like slowly making progress and like doing the math to see like if it's even possible. And eventually they realized like after like 
275 attempts uh, that it's mathematically possible if uh, RNG is on their side and if uh, none none of the 20 people involved like make a mistake over the course of like 12 minutes of of playing so uh, this that was around like 275 and um, while this is all going on it's going on for like it's like four or five days of like anyone could kill the boss at any time and I think by the time uh, they ended up killing the last boss there was like 23 other guilds around the world who were on the same boss and uh, they ended up killing him today at like lunchtime here and uh, it was like it was cool it took them 345 tries which is a lot after they're playing WoW for like 6 days straight like 14 hours a day on camera uh, and it was pretty sweet so they were able to beat Limit who had a huge lead um, and I want to I want to show you the clip because it was it was intense and this is very nerd nerdy I know you're an esports guy let me know when you got it queued up and I'll hit play alright I got it queued up alright Three, two, one, go. We're going to have 13%. one more of these dangerous areas bay at 13%. Nice bait on the glacial rays. Dodge them to the away so from the chaotic. way they slowly pan out from their origin points. This is the moment that gets really scary here. If they're able to get through this Sub pressure. Sub 10%. They already the have the spirit link. Totem. The spirit link is going to be the going out. goes down. The orb of frost is out. They are not going to soak it. Wait, this is huge. This is one of the best pulls that we've seen so far. Six we have another tank six, going down. 6.4, 6.3, 6 under 6%. Do we see the RP? Oh, yeah! 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 yeah, so you see them all freaking out. Yeah. They're all like hugging. You have the yeah. world first kill going the way of hey. the That's pretty sweet. Yeah, so, you know, I was pretty hyped when I saw that at work. I had to not like, you know, freak out. But uh, yeah, you know, they won it. It was it was exciting to watch. It was actually like for like someone who has no intention of ever playing WoW that seriously. And I will like never like even fight that boss myself. Like It was like, you know, cool to be to watch it. And I think that's uh, yeah. it's huge. Uh, a big thing. I think that more people are going to start doing it. And uh, you know what? I hope you can, you know, appreciate, you know, 20 people trying something oh, 345 times. I guess we said it's hard. Like, uh, the, the game I've probably played the most online, I'd probably say is League of Legends. And mm -hmm. that's, like, it's just a combination of five people working together. So, yeah. you know... I can appreciate that. So if you like multiply that by six or something, it's like, oh, okay. I bet that was really, that was really yeah. difficult. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you don't try something three hundred and forty-five times and it'd be easy. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. Um, and uh, as as to, to me, that was more entertaining watching that over the like the past six days than the Super Bowl by like a long shot. So, but I'm also a nerd, uh, so I can understand why it wouldn't makes sense especially if you've never played wow you just like like that clip it just makes it's very chaotic a lot to try to translate that yeah yeah so <laughs> so yeah so that's my my topic you know
not too educational. I just want to let you guys know that uh, I think everyone should learn how to play WoW purely so that they can watch the world first raids and understand what's going on. Um, yeah. So that's, that's my topic. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, I think they should replace NFL football with uh, World of Warcraft rating too. All right, I'm done. All right, yeah. Handing, handing that's the something mic. That we could, that, that's something that we could petition for. Yeah, I'm going to petition. Change.org. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Clay. So is it my turn? Yeah, it's all you. All right, Clay. So I'm sure, whether it be for movies, TV, video games, books, or somewhere along the line, I'm sure that you've heard the discussion about the idea of parallel universes, right? Yes. Alright, yeah. Rick and Morty. You know, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, the idea of parallel universes have been going on for a very long time now. And I just wanted to shed some light on them. But uh, first off, let's talk about the the idea of this thing called the uh, multiverse. Hmm. And the multiverse is a hypothetical group of multiple universes, including the universe in which we live. Uh, these universes uh, comprise everything that, that exists the entirety of space, time, matter, energy, and physical laws, and the constants described to, of, uh, that describe those uh, laws and constants. Uh, the different universes within the multiverse are called parallel universes, or other universes, or alternative mm-hmm. universes, uh, you, you know, <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of these. Uh, the physics, uh, wow, <laughs> the <laughs> physics community has debated various uh, multiverse theories over time and physicists are actually divided on if there even are any other universes outside of our own Uh, because some physicists say that the multiverse isn't even a legitimate top topic for uh, scientific discovery Mm -hmm. because uh, there's people have said that the attempts to uh, find the multiverse could kind of get rid of the uh, the ethos of scientists, like to like even waste their time or money on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it could also significant if we were to find it, it could significantly damage the our current understanding of physics. Yeah. Uh, and. The ability to disprove a theory by means of a scientific experiment has never really been something that you could do to prove the scientific method. To prove something in the scientific method. Yeah, yeah. You can't. It's not so much you have to disprove anything, but you have to prove something is true. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, a little backwards in that regard. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, uh, there are essentially three different big uh like ideas for how the multiverse could exist lay them on we're me. gonna we're gonna just go through them okay yeah sounds good uh first off is the bubble universe or the inter or the eternal inflation which is itself an outgrowing or extension of the big bang theory so anyway when talking about these subjects, people often think of our observe. Uh, uh, oh my God, people often think of our observable universe as the universe in its entirety. Uh, but 
According to eternal inflation, the the uh the phase of the universe expansion lasts forever throughout most of the universe, right? Mm -hmm. So for a while, physicists thought that uh the universe was collapsing, but we eventually found out that it's not only uh, expanding, but it's actually speeding up and how fast that it is expanding. And because there are regions that expand exponentially, uh, that expand exponentially more quickly than others, mm -hmm. most of the volume of the universe at any given time is changing, and it's always becoming more space. Yeah. And anyway, from this, it creates multiple, uh, not multiple, infinite different observable universes. So mm -hmm. we can see some 13.7 billion light years away because that is how long that we think that, uh, have that, so that was how long ago that we perceived the Big Bang to have happened because time has to have been around long enough for that light to have reached us. Mm -hmm. But if we were, let's say, 13 billion light years in one direction, we would have a completely different, not a completely different, but we would be seeing a new observable universe. Mm -hmm. And we also believe that, uh, hold on, my phone just went off. I'm not sure. that on that. Uh, so <clears throat> some believe us that it is possible that different parts of the universe could actually have different laws of physics and the reason being is uh, different parts of the universe like our part of the universe that mm -hmm. we get to see yeah. is inhabited by a lot yeah like, there's a lot of stars there's like a bunch of just life. There's like it might not be life as we understand it, but there's life of things going on, like you know stuff floating around. Yeah, like stars in the local and ecosystem. But yeah. there are also parts of the universe that we can see that are not just empty. That don't have that are completely empty. That might have no electromagnetic pull or anything. Yeah, it might be abiding by a different law of physics. Yeah, and in that people could see that observable universe as its own universe and we are all just smaller bubbles coexisting as one that are constantly all developing resetting and it mm -hmm. existing all it's like a like a lot of these are like thought experiences that are based in science fiction that researchers picked up and were like well i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah that's my like, work <laughs> this could this could potentially uh, this is, this we'll, is like, we'll get um, into it more about how some scientists feel about this in a moment. Uh, but yeah, anyway, the other one of the other types of uh, universes are called the it's called the membrane or M theory. Mm -hmm. uh, and the central idea of this is that there is that there is a visible three dimensional universe that is ex that is uh, restricted to a uh, what's called a brain mm -hmm. or a, inside a higher dimensional space called a bulk. And that's also known as this idea as of a uh, hyperspace mm -hmm. where like there are multiple extra dimensions that exist, but we exist in the three dimensional plane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, if the additional dimensions are compact, then the observed universe contains extra dimensions 
there's no reference to uh, this hyperspace. Uh, but in the hyperspace model, at least some of the extra dimensions are extensive and potentially infinite. And uh, other membranes can be existing within the same hyperspace. Mm -hmm. And I know right now this is sounding a little weird, so I'm going to... <laughs> I'm gonna break this down a little bit easier and more digestible for you, but I'm just setting up the uh, the anatomy yeah. of what we're talking about here. Uh, and anyway, we think the different uh, types of membranes that exist in one bulk, bulk may or may not have an effect on the other. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so. We're going to break our understanding of the universe into these three dimensions, which is the X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. height, width, and... Uh, depth, depth or something. Yeah. Depth. Now, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Let's say that uh, there were a total of nine dimensions, right? Uh, and in order for us to conceptualize what this would be like to be a dimension inside of a smaller dimension uh think of a newspaper and each paper on it is a two-dimensional field in a three-dimensional world that's all existing on top of each other okay but they're all being inhabited by instead of different individual pages, but a different group of three individual uh, dimensions. Gotcha. All existing at the same time, and uh, <laughs> they, they may or may not have an impact on each other. And I know it's uh, a bit ridiculous, a bit ridiculous, but uh, each of those different uh piece of paper would be considered a membrane and that's how it gets the name membrane physics uh it's definitely like a little bit of a harder one to grasp because yeah. like you know you can you can definitely conceptualize like you know two like a two-dimensional piece of paper mm -hmm. being laid on top of another two-dimensional piece of plate paper but you can't imagine like a circle being stacked on top of a circle on top like yeah uh, so it's but each page is a universe yeah each page is a universe yeah. they're all existing right next to each other yeah they all have very similar things going on in them uh but anyway then there's the third type and mm -hmm. this is going to be the one that i'm pretty sure that you're the most familiar with because it's the one they use in rick and morty but it's called the many worlds of quantum mechanics model mm-hmm uh, which implies that all possible alternate histories and futures are real, each representing an actual world or universe, then the hypothesis states that there is a very large, perhaps infinite number of universes, and everything that could possibly have happened in our past uh, but did not has occurred in the past as some other universe or universes. Which, I feel like this is also the most common one for yeah. science fiction, too. Yeah. Like, uh, and you know like we already talked about rick and morty does a good job of this like uh let's say that you're choosing between two different cereals let's say you're thinking man 
I'm really feeling some Cheerios. But mm-hmm. another party was like, man, I don't know. I was really feeling some Honey Nut Cheerios because that's always the debate. Yeah, it's uh, a big debate. There's two out. There are now two outcomes as soon as that decision was made. Yeah. Where you both bought the Cheerios and Honey Nut Cheerios, and from that another dimension is made, and that's made for every single decision that everyone makes throughout every day. And a lot of physicists don't even know how. Like, to- how would you? Yeah, how would you prove that? <laughs> but how? But if it, if it, okay, so if you don't, you don't make the decision of what Cheerios you want because as soon as you get to the decision, it won't, in some universes you choose the Cheerios. And in other ones, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. All the infinite possible outcomes. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, trying to quantify infinity as well as try to prove a part of physics is difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely difficult. Uh, but anyway, just to give some uh, insight on how I would like to say that the brightest mind of, of our time felt about it Stephen Hawking mm-hmm. I'd say he was mm-hmm. you know up there yeah <laughs> uh, his last his last paper actually was him trying to talk about the multiverse uh, really? him and his partner actually laid out the framework for the mathematics that could someday discover multiple universes he accepted that there's a good chance that during the Big Bang that there was probably a group a great number of uh, miniature universes created at the same time on like a quantum level. Like the Big Bang happens and then like a million other Big Bangs happen at the same time because like, you know, that huge disruption of energy. Uh, So, but he doesn't believe in the idea of infinite universes. Really? He doesn't believe in infinite. He said that there should be a that we should try to limit the amount of possible universes and to what like five there's five universes i just don't think that he liked the idea like he saw deep down that eventually there was a number of every possible thing that you you could have done or there could have been universes uh he kind of like believed in like a mixture of all three gotcha that we were all existing right next to each other, but like once you like skew too far off the path of the membrane theory, you uh kind of lose a lot of other yeah. similar things. Yeah, yeah. Uh and I'm just gonna hit you with a couple quotes that he had. Yeah. Uh he said that we are not down to a single unique universe, but our findings imply significant reduction of the multiverse to a much smaller range of possible universes. Then he also said the usual theory of internal inflation predicts that globally our universe is like an infinite fractal with a mosaic of different pocket universes separated by an inflating ocean. So, you know, they're they're right next to each other. Like there are two bubbles in the ocean right next to each other. But after a period of time, they're nowhere near you. But there have been so many that have been created in between them. Uh, yeah, you know this is all philosophical it's huge. things. It's huge. 
in yeah. that people are trying to make into quantifiable science, but it's something that definitely sparked my interest. And I no, yeah, that. it's cool. Like, um, uh, there's a lot of movies where, like, uh, I mean, like Cosmic Horror. It's not exactly Cosmic Horror, but it really gives you, like, makes you think about, like, how little we know about uh, beyond what we can observe and stuff. Yeah. And that's what, like, Cosmic Horror does, like, the same thing, except it tries to be scary. Um, so it's definitely like, hmm, makes you think, you know, like, hmm, that's all I, I kind of got to say on that. Uh, but yeah, it definitely was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting. It's always, I can uh, only imagine that I, the, so the stuff I was reading clay was so over my own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. This stuff is. I feel like but it's, it's over everyone's head. Like nobody's yeah. like, oh yes, I get. <laughs> oh, yes. you don't. You don't get this. <laughs> you freaking dummy, dude. Yeah, it's just parallel yeah. universes, bro. That's like third grade. I just hope I was able to do some justice. Yeah, no, I think you I did. I doubt I can. I think you did a little bit. So I think, uh, I think Steve would be proud. Hey, shout that's, out to Steve. That's what his friends called him. I think so. You know. Anyway cool it's a good topic yeah thanks all right so we on to the video section correct right, the clip of the week it's not it shouldn't be we shouldn't say video because we we're yeah, the only ones who actually watch clip it of clip of the week oh well, yeah but all right so this it doesn't rely on visuals uh before uh we start this i just want to say another game i've been getting involved with recently is uh kingdom hearts 3 uh, which is a sequel to Kingdom Hearts 2, which came out in 2005. It's actually not even a sequel to that. It's like a, well, there's another game between it. And a, there's, there's like, like nine four other. Four other games. There's, there's, like, <laughs> there's like nine other handheld games that I don't play. I've never played. But it goes Kingdom Hearts 2, another handheld game, and then Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, so this is just a taste. This is actual footage for the, from the game uh are you ready adam you got the clip yeah i'm ready all right three two one go oh another cutscene, i guess sora do you think you'll have the strength to fight i made a promise long ago <sighs> to never let the darkness take hold Gwarsh, Sora, the keyblade master follows the guiding light of his inner heart beam <laughs> that's right donald jesus christ <laughs> and that is uh you know just looking back at it i don't think i could play the original games anymore but i can yeah. i could I can definitely play this it's enjoyable it definitely feels like a game from 2008 which i think was yeah. when they originally started production and then stopped and then started and stopped and started a couple times so yeah i thought that was that was good. Yeah, that was pretty good. So, all right, what do you got? Do you, you want to preface this? Uh, I feel like it does enough justice on its own. All right, whenever you're ready. Three, two, one, go. Doritos is dropping flaming hot. Whoa, I'ma need a minute. 
Come on, Doritos, you can't rep the flaming hot name. Watch your step, I'm the OG in the snack game. You claim triangle, I made you square. You had to borrow my heat just to make the world care. You got celebs and a remix song, but like a bag of Cheetos, it won't last long. So next time you try to take what I got, remember, I'm flaming hot and you're flaming not. I'm saying, you better watch the throne. King Chester, hottest cheetah that you've ever known. I'm extra flaming hot, you can't tell me nothing. I'm bringing back asteroids. Think I'm bluffing? This ain't over. See Cheetos laying down that flame. Damn. God dang. I, the, the, he didn't have to go that hard, but he did. He did no, that for he us. Did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> dang. All right. Well, that's a good clip. I forgot to check the mailbox. One second. Probably should have. Oh no. It's okay. Here we go. Survey says. Survey says. We have one email. All right. So this one is from uh, Official Boy of the Stream, Drew. Hey, shout out to you. Uh, a day late, but not a dollar short. And he sent this eight days ago. Uh, so this is before he got mad at us for not releasing last week's episode. So uh, sorry, Drew. So he says, Good afternoon, men. Uh, this email is a little late, which I mean, come on, Drew, you don't have to. I don't think you should be, you know. Yeah, you don't, never have to. He gets be a pass. Yeah, you don't have to be sorry. So, because I initially forgot to send it last week after podcast 19. All right. Adam, do not apologize for talking about your interests. Uh, this whole podcast was set up so you and Clay can discuss things that you are interested in and explain them to each other. So, if you go on a tangent that you talked about, last week or earlier that's fine because you're just explaining what you enjoy and possibly teaching us more so keep so man keep explaining all right will do drew much appreciated uh clay i definitely think i would consider you a freak athlete from the good all old football days at western that's a typo and uh he's i think he's trolling me right now also i want to say congratulations on a very successful podcast i did not realize how big it was until you shouted out the president of the United States. That's right. I do remember that. He did. Uh, he does listen to our, our weekly podcast um, sometimes yeah. when he can. He's very busy uh, because he listened by lifting the shutdown. Yeah, that's right. He did. That's as soon as we recorded the our episode yeah. about the shutdown. The shutdown was over. So uh, next time, sit down and talk with him sooner. Uh, and you know what? We will do that. I think there's another one scheduled to. Uh, start in a couple of weeks here if they don't sign another deal. Yeah, so we so, gotta we gotta get him on the phone. He was ready for round two. It's very funny to me, you know, like uh, the shutdown lasted like thirty something days. Yeah. And then as soon like the day that air traffic controllers and uh, flight attendants were like, "Hey, we're gonna strike because you're not paying us," the shutdown was lifted. They're like, like as soon as there was like one article that was like, uh, yeah, they're they're going to have to cancel every flight out of Atlanta, which is like the fourth busiest airport in the country. Uh, they were like, all right, yep, I guess we'll uh, we'll stop that. So, moral of the story is uh, unions are good, in my opinion. Yeah. So, Adam, I know you you have the opposite opinion. You're you're very anti-union. 
no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay. That must have been another guy. All right. Anyway, Drew says, have a good day. Drew. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, about unions. I'm all yeah. about the workers trying to, you know, make sure that their working environments are, like, habitable. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Drew, thank you for the email. And if you would like to send us an email, uh, you can email us at mansplainpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and that about wraps it up for us here. Adam, do you yeah. want to plug your uh, the acoustic show? Yeah, February 8th at the Oakdale House. I think it's like 247 Oakdale Avenue in Akron, Ohio. Uh, got five bands, vegan potluck. All the money's going to help out the homeless. Yeah. Uh, definitely would love to see you there. Yeah. Uh, Adam, Adam will be signing autographs as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, not. Yeah. I, I highly doubt that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you like this episode of the podcast, you can like and subscribe. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, you know, feel free to email us. You already know that. And you can tweet us, tweet at us, at manexplain. And uh, I hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I got. All right. Uh, adios. Bye.